Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we've got news of two big injuries coming out of WrestleMania Backlash. Creative chaos at WrestleMania Backlash and Monday Night Raw. Got word of a new set design for Raw and SmackDown. And the real reason WWE split up in the share. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Let's cover the two big injuries. Well, one big injury and one maybe injury uh, coming out (laughs) of WWE WrestleMania Backlash. So a couple of people who were on that card were conspicuous by their absence on last night's episode of Raw. The first one was The Miz, who is actually injured. Uh, We've got a report here from Dave Meltzer as part of the Wrestling Observer slash Figure 4 Online's daily update stating that The Miz hurt his knee while wrestling Damian Priest. Now, there's no word on the severity of the injury or how long he might be out for, but he is hurt and he did miss last night's episode of Raw. Uh, The way John Morrison kind of spoke about it on last night's Raw (laughs) was almost as if The Miz getting eaten alive by zombies was canon because he dedicated uh, his own match with Damian Priest to the memory of The Miz, which was an interesting one. Uh, Morrison ended up losing to Priest, of course. But The Miz is hurt and we await updates on his status. Another guy who might be hurt is Braun Strowman. So there's every chance that this is kayfabe because it was brought up in the opening segment by MVP uh, who claimed that Braun had hurt his ribs, broken his ribs uh, in that all-action big lads bumping into each other match at WrestleMania Backlash, which was tremendous stuff. Also kind of supporting this is that Braun wasn't on the show last night. Mm -hmm. And on top of this, he was clearly favouring his ribs at the end of the match. He was clutching them on the outside and stuff. Uh, So there is smoke to that fire as well. As with all of these things, you just kind of hope for swift returns for both of these gentlemen. I hope the injuries aren't too bad. Hope they're able to get back to doing what they do best soon. And uh, yeah, you know, Raw is, it's a tough show to fill three hours uh, Mm. sometimes. So any injury is bad news because that's one less person you can use. Uh, So hope to see both of them again before too long. Yeah, not sure about that Braun Strowman one, because like you say, it was just a Mm. wild brawl on Sunday night. Really enjoyable, that. And uh, it has just seemed to have worked out for them, to be fair, because we all assumed that was the direction they were going next. Uh, Drew versus Bobby Lashley, although Kofi pinned Bobby, of course, last night. Um, (laughs) But yeah, whether it's due to the the Claymore followed by the spear that Braun took or something happened in the match, or like you say, it's just kayfabe, who knows? Uh, And the Miz, I genuinely thought you were going to say he's dead because he got got hit by zombies (laughs) at the end of the match. Um, Obviously, you wouldn't want to wish injuries on anyone. But to be fair, both of these guys, I have no desire to see them on Monday Night Raw in the immediate future. <laughs> like, there's no pressing need for them to come back, apart from one would expect the, the split, the inevitable split that's on the way between The Miz and John Morrison. 
Um, but yeah, like I say, you never wish injuries on anyone, but it, I suppose these are two. It's okay to be missing from Monday Night Raw for the time being, but of course we wish them well in their recovery. Uh, more fallout from WrestleMania Backlash and last night's Monday Night Raw to tell you about now. Creative chaos. The more things change, <laughs> the more things stay the same on Monday Night Raw. Eh? Uh, this is according to uh, PW Insider's Mike Johnson. Apparently WWE on Sunday didn't make the decision until around half five, six as to what was going to main event the show. I genuinely assumed that was a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> ironic when we're talking about Vince McMahon and zombies and brains. Um, because, yeah, of course you put the Universal Champ. Why wouldn't Cesaro versus Roman Reigns main event that show? They were tossing that up between that and the WWE Championship match. I think they made the right decision. Uh, there's also, uh, according to Mike Johnson, been a ton, or there was a ton of rewriting for last night's Monday Night Raw. Hadn't been completed by half five. And again, Dave Meltzer sort of backing that up, saying that the Raw script had been, quote, torn up several times throughout the day with WWE making a bunch of changes. I mean, it didn't feel like a show that had been written at the last minute. It just felt like the same old boring show. I've got to be honest, last night, Andy. Yeah, last night... I'm writing the Raw Ups and Downs uh, article for the website uh, today because our regular writer, Scott Carlson, uh, couldn't write it this week. And uh, I was just sitting there. He tweeted us the other day saying, how do you get through this, lads? Yeah, he, he's, he's tapping out. Raw has, Raw has ground him down him. to a fine dust. Uh, only joking. Um, but uh, I was just sitting there totting up the amount of crap finishes on last night's show. And it was something like six out of the eight matches or whatever on the whole thing. It's it's a very tough show to watch Raw most weeks and I think that statement is being kind. There's often good wrestling on it um, but when that good wrestling is ended with a distraction and it's the third distraction in a row it gets kind of tedious as a viewer so uh, you know clearly these uh, last minute rewrites and tearing everything up and stuff aren't having a positive creative influence on the output of the show and uh, look it feels like we do one of these stories every other week. Yeah. Um, but it's the reality of life in WWE. Working on that creative team sounds like a living nightmare to me, you say, it's a, you say it's a tough watch. It's not really. I watched it on double speed early on a <laughs> Tuesday morning. And I today went, oh, I've seen Charlotte Flair versus Asuka and Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston a whole bunch of times. I'll just get to the finish in this one. So actually, it's really easy. It's a really quick watch. It's just really bad. It's really bad. But thankfully, yeah. Andy, it's all going to be saved by what they're doing next. Because how are they changing WWE for the better? So yeah, the major game-changing update that's going to completely revolutionise every single aspect of all WWE programming, cure every ill and solve every issue that you, dear viewer, may have with these shows. New set designs. Yeah, uh, Got a report here uh, from the Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, Andrew Zarian, who's come through with a bunch of different scoops as of late. Uh, he tweeted the following yesterday. Things are set. Get it? Set for a refresh soon in the picture of the Raw stage. So it looks like things are going to be updated. Now, with live crowds reportedly returning to WWE from the 16th of July, you would think that that night's episode of SmackDown might be a launching point, but that's just kind of me speculating mm -hmm. on stuff. Um, they're presumably not going to be in the Thunderdome if they're going to have a live crowd, because it'd be really weird to have people standing around with all these video screens and everything else. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, it's, it's not like we joked about in the beginning it's not going to completely revolutionize the viewing experience but i always think every little change you can make to kind of freshen things up particularly in wwe where their practices are so well worn is welcome uh it'll look nice for at least a week or two uh you know you'll get a little buzz off of it 
when they first went to the Thunderdome, I was like, this is such a huge upgrade on the Performance Center. But I was watching WrestleMania Backlash on Sunday uh, slash Monday morning, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I'm kind of ready for this era to be over now. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, refresh stage, uh, live crowd, making loads of noise. Things might feel normal for a while, and uh, that's going to be good. Yeah, I, I roll my eyes at this and say, oh, bloody hell, it's not exactly the most pressing concern. Although I did pop huge yeah. when they had that first had that skate ramp stage that I think Kevin Owens jumped off of for a bit. And, that was uh, class. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this is a return of the SmackDown fist. It's not, but, you know, <laughs> people like to talk about that sort of thing. Like you say, Andy, you need a creative overhaul. That's what you need in WWE, and I mean from the very top. But, all right, this is a slightly different way that people walk out every week. I just want fans back. Like you say, I just want fans <laughs> back. Uh, and we are, what, less than two months away from that now, which is very, very exciting. And let's conclude today yeah. uh, by talking about Indus Share. They were, of course, split. Jinder Mahal's got this new faction. He's got that giant Shanky in it. And Veer, who was formerly known as Rinku Singh, one half of Indus Share. So why did they split Indus Share, take one of them out and put Shanky in instead? Well, according to Fightful Select, it is because Saurav, what, what, who was the other half, of Indushare with Rinku Singh, who's now called Via. Everyone keeping up at the back. Uh, Sarah, they just believe it basically isn't ready for TV. They, of course, had that brief run uh, in NXT. Uh, they had Malcolm Bivins as their mouthpiece there. But, yeah, just basically, he's not ready for TV, so they've replaced him with a massive bloke, basically, Andy. Yeah, an even larger human being in the form of Shanky. Interesting stance for WWE to mm-hmm. take. So, was he ready for TV a year ago when he was on NXT? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> uh, I know, I know Raw has a bigger audience and everything else. But, uh, yeah, interesting that Jinder and his, his new mates weren't on Raw last night, isn't it? Like, they, they made the big song and dance about the comeback. And, yes, not everyone has to be on TV every single week. But when you make a return, you think they'd want to keep the momentum going a little bit. Um, I thought the same about the Viking Raiders. They were just there, weren't they? They were just lumberjacks. And I was like, oh yeah, they went on a tear when they first came back. I mean, on a tear, they beat Cedric Alexander and Shell Benjamin in the same match for three weeks running. Yeah, it's the... It's not a well-booked company, guys. It's not a well-booked show at the end of the day Raw. I should, you know, retract that a little bit because SmackDown is, for the most part, pretty yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, here we are. Uh, maybe the Maharaja will be back next week. Who knows? Mm. And we just, just went, oh, look, there's Nikki Cross. And I went, oh, he could have had a big thing with her. And No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, bollocks to it, lads. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter <laughs> questions. At what culture WWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, first question today comes from... Richard DeGrunchy. I hope I've got that right, Richard. Richard says, Do you lads think that WWE could be bringing back Selena Vega so she doesn't end up with Andrade in another promotion? I don't necessarily think so. Um, I don't think that either of those people's success is tethered to the other. Like, I think Andrade can go somewhere else and be a great success without Selena Vega. And I think Selena Vega uh, can go anywhere and be very successful on her own as well. Although they are obviously great together and complemented each other perfectly. And I was a big fan of that act personally as well. Um, I, I wouldn't want to speculate on their reasons for bringing her back until more reports come out. But I suspect they've just kind of come to some kind of agreement with regards mm. to the third party rule more than anything else. Yes, I, I sense it's more likely due to them wanting Zelina Vega back to manage someone or to wrestle rather than purely just to keep her off another promotion. Because like you say, I think that discussion would have been had, A, as to the whole reason why she left, whether that's changed or not. And also, you sense if she's been so set in her ways to leave WWE, she wouldn't just come back for a payday because she can get that almost anywhere. Uh, she'll want to know what creative plans they've got for her. So I, 
I think I think that's a byproduct that they don't get her managing Andrade in another promotion, but I think that's not the sole reason why they brought her back. Uh, second question today comes from Jake 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 Jake, who says, uh, "What non-finisher wrestling move do you never get tired of seeing? No matter how often it is used for me, I always pop for a spinebuster, no matter who hits it." Uh, wow, there's quite a few, but I think the deep six Baron yes. Corbin's move pops me every time. And um, the thing about Baron Corbin is, like, you know, even when his character has been quite boring, and it has been quite boring at various points throughout his career, he's always had a couple of really cool moves. The deep six for one, and of course the end of days as well, which is just a great finisher. It just looks spectacular. Um, but yeah, but I just love the way he hits the deep six with a little spin and the snap down yeah. on the mat. I think it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah, deep six is a great shout, and I love the spine buster that Robert Roode hit on Sunday of just like, yeah. oh, Dominic, welcome to the match. Your ribs hurt, are they? Spine buster, dickhead. <laughs> uh, love that. Uh, I, I would say rock bottom, but that's kind of cheating. That's sort of a finisher, isn't it? So I'll go yeah. with, and again, this is sort of cheating as well, actually, no more I think about it. I want to say Andrade's spinning back elbow, which is sort of like the Judas effect, I suppose. But whenever Andrade used to hit it, and I think Charlotte tried to hit it on last night's match, and ooh, might need a little bit more practice. But whenever Andrade used yeah. to hit it, I used to think, well, I used to pop out of my chair and also think, why is this not a finisher that he uses? Because it looks so beautiful, so snug and so so brutal, Andy. Yeah, yeah, it's a tremendous little move. He kind of just hit it like in this short, sharp burst as well. Yeah. with like minimal setup. It's a great move. I agree. Uh, right, final question today comes from Matt Reigns, who says, Good morning, legends. Legend. Meet the newest member of the Reigns family and Hamlet's best friend, Stubbs. First of all, good boy. Uh, second of all, do you think it's more likely we get Andrade or Daniel Bryan as the Joker in the Casino Ooh. Battle Royal? Would Pope pop for both, to be honest? Yeah, I'd pop for both as well. I think Andrade for two reasons. Number yeah. one, I think if they're going to bring, if they're going to, sign or use Daniel Bryan which is still up in the air of course um, I think they would start, save that maybe for a bigger spot than the Casino Battle Royale um, and Andrade you know the other reason for him is that he's already challenging Kenny Omega to AAA Mega Championship mm. matches um, that could obviously conceivably go down in AAA and probably will um, but AAA have that working relationship with AEW as well so it's like a whole breadcrumb bread trail of little things yeah. um, I'm not sure I would put money on either of them being the Joker but no. out of the two probably Andrade yeah, exactly. If it's going to be either of them, I don't think it's going to be either of them. It's going to be either of them. It's yeah. going to be Andrade because Andy Murray, Daniel Bryan leaving WWE is a work. We all know it is. Here and we I've never go. Been this sort of thing. So Here there we, we go. go. Uh, let's move on quickly to today's and finally. And uh, well, Bianca Belair shared a lovely photo of a bunch of flowers that her other half, her husband, gave her uh, off the back of her first pay-per-view title defense on Sunday, of course. Uh, and it signed off your hubby. Ken, to which Montez Ford quote tweeted this, it's Ken! I mean, <laughs> it, it's Montez Ford's real name, spoilers everyone, but I still love the fact that he's just furious that some bloke, some <laughs> Ken, has sent Bianca Belair a lovely bunch of flowers. Nice stuff this, Andy. Bloody Ken, man. You can't trust that guy. Uh, I thought Ken Barlow was bad. Uh, 3D <laughs> Rue Rashid. Uh, yeah, lo love these two. I think both of them have all the upside in the world as well as pro wrestlers. So, uh, yeah. How, how can you not like, you know, either of these athletes yeah. and especially them together? They both rule. Shout out to Bianca and Montez. Montez Ford. Couple goals without question. Let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Got the Raw review later on and the NXT mm. preview to come, of course. Uh, you can also... 
Uh, follow us on Twitter and let us know your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. Follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hank. Ooh. Very nice. Howdy, partner. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Follow me at AdamFootball. <laughs> follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thanks to Hank. Thank you for watching. <laughs> and we will see you soon. Thanks, Hank. Thank. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.